0: Weddings ish, 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 with Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Weddings-ish with Jove. This episode, I wanted to chat about wedding authenticity, making your wedding about you. Of course, we'll have our Real Housewives roundup because this episode most recent of New York City Housewives was insane in the best way possible. And then I sit down with the lovely and talented founder of Lael Cakes, Emily Lael O'Miller. Enjoy. Weddings. Authenticity. Authentic. These are words that I always encourage my couples to think about when planning and designing their big day. I think some of the best weddings I've ever had the honor of planning and designing are weddings where couples are truly authentic. So I'm just going to read the definition of authentic to you from Merriam-Webster. True to one's own personality, spirit, or character. And I couldn't agree more. I think having an authentic wedding is key to having the best wedding ever. Every couple is different. Every relationship is different. Every love story is different. And every family is different. But if you can tune into who you really are and plan a wedding that reflects that love and that relationship, then it's going to be the best party ever. It's when couples try to plan a wedding or design a wedding to make other people happy. Sometimes their mom, who can be overbearing, or their father, who wants it a certain way because his friends expect a certain type of wedding. The rule of thumb is if you feed feed people and you drink people, they'll be happy. Then the rest is up to you. So take time, think about who you really are, what you really want, and make the wedding a reflection of that. As I say all the time and often get made fun of, you do you. And if you do you, the rest will be super great. And what brought this on is I actually just finished a wedding this past weekend that was one of my favorites of all time. It was bold, it was colorful, the bride wore a blue wedding dress, and we didn't have any white at the wedding. We went crazy with color and while that's non-traditional and while people might turn their heads and say, not a white dress. Oh my gosh. The reality was this wedding was so amazing because it was authentic to who the couple was because Allie loves color and she loves design and Mark is super fun and super laid back and wants Allie to be happy and thrives on her vivacious love for color and for fun. And so, That being said, I think that because they were honest, open, and authentic, their wedding was incredible. And everyone was talking about it because it was so much fun. But really, it was so much fun because it was true to who they were. And I'm really speaking about this mostly because I watched uh, season six of Downton Abbey. Um, and there's a wedding in season six. Mr. Carson and Miss Hughes get married. I don't want to spoil it. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the final season of Downton Abbey season six, maybe like fast forward 15 seconds, but they finally get married. And I love it because the Crawleys offered them the mansion to get married in the event space. And while Mr. Carson felt torn like he should do it because he's worked there for so long and that relationship is super close and he didn't want to offend them and their kindness and their generosity, Mrs. Car- Mrs. Hughes was not interested. It wasn't the wedding that she wanted. It wasn't a wedding that reflected her. So she stood up and she said, no, that doesn't feel right to me. I don't want a formal, stuffy wedding in your beautiful great hall. I want a laid-back chill wedding in a schoolhouse and that's exactly what they did and it was so beautiful because it was authentic i also love that she wore a hat um at her ceremony that was super beautiful and this sort of like very like taupey frock with wildflowers and flags hanging and i think that this is sort of an a really big teachable moment, and I don't want to get preachy, but this was sort of exactly what I see from a lot of my couples. They want a certain kind of wedding that feels like them, but oftentimes the parents get in the way because the parents want a certain wedding that feels like them and feels like their friends and their generation. But weddings are changing. It's a different time. It's a different way of doing things. So stand your ground in a nice, sweet way, of course, and ask for the wedding that feels right to you. You get one shot at being married to the love of your life, so do it right, and do what feels good to you, and I promise you'll have the best wedding day ever. Weddings-ish. Today on the Real Housewives Roundup, we talk all about the Real Housewives of New York City. The most recent episode was Bananas, um, really maybe one of my favorites, and I guess that's because it was so dramatic. So let's get started. I love that Sonia has her now basically empty townhome, and so Luann decided to just move right in because the count is, you know, why not live with Sonia? Two hot messes together is better than one. And thank God there's an elevator because drunk Luann is probably not going to be able to make it all the way up those stairs to crash in that bedroom. I also love that Sonia calls a bidet a bidet. <laughs> she like, is so funny with her pronunciations. And speaking of Sonia and her newest business venture, Tipsy Girl, I mean, come on. This poor girl just can't catch a break. She had her toaster oven. Where can I buy that? It doesn't exist. She had her dress line. Who's wearing it? Is it in a store? She's then doing jewelry. And then she has a perfume line and her Nigerian investors. I mean, this poor woman just can't catch a break. I think she's so sweet and she tries really hard and she means really well. But she just has no idea how to run a business. And Bethany brought her in under her wing and brought her to her brand summit and like showed her exactly how to do it and which strategies to use and how to grow and scale a company And next thing you know, Tipsy Girl is born. And I do love that Sonia is being super honest. She's like, listen, someone approached me to represent a brand they came up with. They came up with the name. They came up with the strategy. I'm just the face of the brand. And actually, on that end, it's pretty smart because she is tied with Bethany. And so all this negative press about Tipsy Girl and Skinny Girl is great because all press be it bad or good, is good press. But let's be honest, Tipsy Girl is essentially a knockoff of Skinny Girl. Skinny Girl started in alcohol, and Tipsy Girl is an alcohol. So it's just way too much, and I just feel really bad um, for Sonia because she just can't figure out her life and her six fake businesses. But Bethany, I mean, she ripped her a new a-hole. She was so upset. I mean, she literally said that she was disgusted, and my favorite is when she started to ask her questions, like, "Who's your distributor?" And Sony's like, "All of them. And she was like, "Great, Name one distributor.' silence. Sonia couldn't even produce a name of one distributor. And it's because she is a cheater brand. She's riding on the coattails of Skinny Girl. And I just literally couldn't even, when she walked in that room, tried to work the room, tried to work Bethany's uh, you know, um, team, and then sat down and just, she got chewed out. I mean, Bethany was completely insulted and said, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I feel like Bethany was a little firm, but the reality is is Sonia needs to hear it. You can't just live your life and sort of step on other people's toes and ride in other people's coattails and hope that it'll be all right. But she definitely cried, and it was so sad. I mean, she is out of a chapter 11. She's trying to get back on her feet. Um, It was hard to watch. But Bethany's right, you can't play stupid and smart at the same time. So that was insane. And then of course there's Jules, and she had her nanny interview, and it was so awkward. Oh my god, you can do a blowout? You can speak Spanish? Will you wait online for me? Because I don't wait on lines, not even to go to clubs. I mean, she's such a joke, and I feel so bad for her. But That's the life she wants to live, and she wanted to air it on TV, so you get what you pay for. Um, John's party. Again, John, ugly baby John, is my least favorite person on this season. I love Dorinda so much, and I have a little gossip. She liked one of my Instagram posts this week, and I nearly peed my pants of excitement. I do love me some drunk Dorinda, but at this party, got out of control. I mean, Ramona showed up uninvited. Um... And it was insane because Ray, one of the Luann's men of the past, showed up drunk as a skunk. I mean, he was tanked. And he made Luann feel so uncomfortable that she left. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure he's gay. He gave me like gay, 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 talking about his current girlfriend while he's in love with Luann and he wants to be with her. It was a mess. I mean, people were throwing hands in each other's faces, and Dorinda left her own party early. It just got crazy. I can't wait to see what happens next on The Real Housewives of New York City. I hope that there's some resolve with the skinny girl-tipsy girl fight. I also hope that one day I can buy Tipsy Girl, because who knows if it'll ever actually be on the shelves. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Weddings-ish! I couldn't be more excited to be sitting down with my beautiful, talented, sweet, giggly friend, Emily Lael, oh Miller
1: <laughs> it's so wonderful to be here with you I'm so
0: happy to be here thank you so much for having me in your beautiful mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. is this where all the magic happens
1: this is where all the magic happens it
0: smells like heaven in here
1: it is heaven <laughs> cake is baking constantly so
0: I guess you just always always have cake going that's true and for the people out there who don't know who Emily is tell us a little bit more about what you do
1: sure uh, I'm the owner and uh, pastry chef of layle cakes mm-hmm. and um, I'm located in in brooklyn and uh, i specialize woot, woot, in brooklyn bringing it home you're I, in the
0: neighborhood of many minivans
1: it's true minivans so and specific <laughs> Minivan yes
0: it is at a fun time parking yes <laughs> um so you're a cake maker
1: yeah and I, all of my cakes are vegan and gluten-free um so i specialize with people that struggle with allergies um and that need something very specialized
0: yeah yeah and not only are they vegan and gluten-free but they're Beautiful.
1: Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's literally artwork. Every cake you ever post, I'm like, can I triple like this? Like, how <laughs> do I, how do I, Where does your inspiration come from?
1: Well, I appreciate your compliment because I really do put all of myself into my creation. Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely a labor of love. Um, and my inspirations come from all over the place. I really try to keep myself constantly um, stimulated, whether it's going to like the botanic garden or... Mm-hmm seeing films or laying in the park yeah or uh celebrating other pastry chefs because i live in the most amazing food centric city in the world so that's always fun too
0: amazing but how are you you must do you taste all of the cakes that you make
1: I do my dabbling of tasting. Okay. How
0: are you so skinny?
1: <laughs> I run around the kitchen, so I sweat quite a
0: bit. Got it. They always say don't trust a skinny chef, but no. I guess maybe that doesn't apply to pastry chefs.
1: It doesn't because I think that you could trust someone that's more thin and buff, I might add.
0: Tone, <laughs> have you? I have, I have my toned muscles. <laughs> you do?
1: Um, because I work so hard and I. Yeah uh carry those heavy cakes yeah
0: they are really heavy they
1: are they're actually surprisingly heavy you have to really focus um that you don't put all of your energy or your weight into your back
0: when carrying them yeah so i noticed your cakes are like tall and thin and not sort of short and wide Mm -hmm. is that intentional for design or how Um, does that happen
1: it's funny i guess i am drawn to, to more narrow taller cakes mm-hmm. i have done in the past some um shorter wider stacked looking cakes just yeah. if someone aesthetically wanted that yeah um but yeah it's all aesthetic really yeah i mean as long as it feeds the right guest count you can make it look however sure. you want it to anywhere yeah. you want
0: what's the most interesting shape cake you've ever made
1: <laughs> a few years ago, I did a uh, vegan cake that was in the shape of a hog with a, uh, a apple hog. Like in its oink, mouth, oink hog? like oink oink hog. Wow! Yeah, and it was like set up like a platter, <laughs>
0: like a vegan. <laughs> Hog cake.
1: Yeah, and it was for a birthday who celebration. Don't eat meat. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: it keeps it fun. I don't. I yeah, yeah. I tend to try to stay away from like the too wacky of ones. Sure. I've gotten some um, bizarre inquiries for like pregnant bellies.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like a baby cake.
1: Yeah, and I always find it bizarre because you're gonna cut into it eventually. Is so the th-
0: point for like a gender reveal though? That you, if you cut and it's blue or if it's pink, you have you could. heard of that?
1: You, cu- I have heard of that. Yeah.
0: But that wasn't. They just that was a,
1: not the case. <laughs> they
0: just wanted a belly.
1: Yeah. So some some of the bizarre the bizarre shaped ones I veer away from, and I then think other that's ones hair. that are a little bit more like fun and yeah, yeah especially if it had.
0: A belly. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna like cut open your belly. There right. could be a baby inside exactly. this cake.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: that's next level. People are so funny with what they want to do sometimes. It's
1: true. It's true. They push they push some buttons. Yeah,
0: they do. And listen, that keeps it exciting and fresh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you're not just a wedding cake maker.
1: I specialize in um just special events really. Mm-hmm. Um so whether it be weddings or bridal showers or birthdays, um, yeah, but all extravagant and beautiful.
0: Yeah, anytime yeah. someone's celebrating, you think they need exactly. a cake.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Correct.
0: It's so funny. I have we've yet to work together because my couples don't like cake. It's
1: terrible. It is terrible. I want to change that so I, badly. I
0: do as well. So do you sense is that a trend that's happening or more and more couples moving away from cake and into donuts or cupcakes or dessert bars.
1: It is a trend, and especially, as I said earlier, um, we live in such an amazing city that, that has, like, the most amazing donuts mm-hmm. and 10 different companies that yeah. offer the most amazing so donuts good. and amazing food trucks and all of these other options that are just as Equally as delicious as cake. I have to say. I see what you did there.
0: (laughs) Equally as delicious.
1: (laughs) As a pastry chef, I respect other desserts. I'm not one of those people that assume that everybody needs to have this beautiful cake at their event, although it does make it extra spectacular. Sure. Um, Yeah, so I think it's fun to have the dessert tables are becoming trendy because people Mm -hmm. also like the idea that you can just pop desserts into your mouth versus the whole cake cutting thing and sitting and it's sitting on the table and and eating the cake and the coffee and the whole it becomes a little bit more um of this fun like interactive process i think Mm -hmm. with the clients um and their guests that they can have with the table
0: it's interesting. I feel like traditions are dying off left and right in the wedding world. For mm-hmm. some couples, um, some couples will, of course, hold near and dear to the white dress, the cake, you know, all sure. of these things. But I feel like more and more couples are pushing the limits and saying, like, "Well, do we need that?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to say it's happening with cake because obviously right. you have a great business and it's thriving. But it's interesting when I meet with couples and they're just like. Mm, I don't really want to cut a cake,
1: yeah, I, honestly, when I sit down too for a tasting with my clients, I have interesting conversation with them because they'll come to me about like, do we need to save our top tier for our neck for our mm-hmm. first anniversary, to or do it. we need to have a topper, or do we yeah. need to do this or that? And I'm like, no, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. It's yeah, your party it's, your, it's your, your day you
0: can really do anything <laughs> you're so logical. <laughs> 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 but you're totally right. It is their day. It yeah. is their party.
1: And some traditions, obviously, are really fun to carry on to. But I don't think that you need to keep traditions alive the if they don't feel right to you. Yeah. yeah for the if sake it's of authentic, it. you
0: should totally do it.
1: Definitely. And your
0: cakes don't seem to need cake toppers, at least what I've seen online. it's They're so beautiful. Every detail sort of perfectly balanced all the way up. Yeah, you. I imagine thank a you. cake topper could... Throw that off a little it bit. It
1: does throw it off a little bit. And if somebody really does have their heart's desire on their heart's desire set on a, um, a topper, I'll try to work around it or have them mm-hmm. send it to me ahead of time. That way I can so incorporate you know the design going on. into it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I really like to carry the design up to the top of the tier and yeah. really, as you said, make it the entire Part of the cake. so that yeah. it's a
0: full design not yeah. just a design with a plateau right exactly <laughs> for whatever right. you purchase to go here
1: P- precisely
0: and are you a buttercream or fondant girl or both
1: a little bit of both i try to veer away from fondant if not necessary <laughs> um but some when i do uh some designs that call for a lot of detail oriented um pieces that actually need fondant to adhere to it or if somebody wants a really modern um almost like uh structural or sculptural piece, I'll use fondant. But I actually make it from scratch, so it tastes a lot better than your store-bought fondant. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: am not a fan of fondant.
1: Yeah, a lot of people aren't. And it gets a bad rap, rightfully so. Sure. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of people say it also, like, keeps the moisture of the cake in. Mm -hmm. Is that... Do you lose moisture with a naked or semi-naked cake?
1: I was just about to say, that's... Technically true, but if you have icing that's really sealing up that cake, mm-hmm. that will keep it really moist. Got and it. if you are doing a naked cake or a semi transparent cake, sometimes I'll just toss a little like simple syrup on it and make sure that it's baked and assembled like a oh. day or two beforehand. That way it's just really, really fresh.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the simple syrup blocks the air, or what does that do?
1: It just keeps it from drying out. So it'll Got just it. make it extra moist.
0: Perfect. Yeah. That sounds delicious. So delicious. And you do a lot of sort of semi naked or semi frosted cakes it's a
1: really really fun trend yeah and i try to veer away from like too many uh, trendy things in mm-hmm. the cake world because there's lots of them yeah. um, in the wedding industry, obviously, in general. Um, but the naked cake and the transparent cakes are just so beautiful because yeah. they show all of the yummy flavors on the inside. Yeah. And you can make it look like rustic or really elegant with sugar decorations. Mm-hmm. So, um, Or even combine the two. Sometimes I'll do naked cakes combined with transparent cake combined with a cake that's fully iced.
0: What's a transparent cake? You said that twice and I don't know what that
1: Oh, means. so it's when it's just lightly coated with icing but you can still see the layers of cake from oh underneath. got it yeah okay. so, so it's like it a
0: half naked cake exactly interesting mm-hmm. like a cake in a speedo just showing a little a muumuu <laughs> <laughs> something light coverage yeah got it okay um and what trends are you seeing coming up that you really love
1: well i love that people are just being more comfortable with opening their minds up to different ways of doing things even mm-hmm. like the naked cakes um even if it's going to be a uh, black tie affair, mm-hmm. I think that couples are just open to um, open to uh, showing um, this deliciousness that can still be elegant without it being covered in fondant and without it Got being it. completely white. Of just showing like a little bit of color, but yeah. that doesn't mean that it can't be at an elegant affair. Sure. And I really love that a lot because it shows again. The decadence that's behind the cake, but the elegant, beautiful, um, delicate sculpture that sometimes can adorn the cake.
0: That is. Yeah. The way you talk about it is so mesmerizing. Oh,
1: thank you. I feel like you're turning
0: me on to cake.
1: Oh, well, that's my goal, (laughs) Joe.
0: It's kind of working. I hope it's working. It's a funny thing. I'm a wedding planner and designer, and I don't like cake. I know.
1: I know this about you. I know you
0: know this about me, and all my friends in the cake world know, and people are always like... That can't be. Like you're at the wedding. Don't like how do you not love cake?
1: Right. Well, one of the reasons why I even got into making cakes and my business with my ingredients and just customizing the ingredients is that there are honestly, there are so many cake decorators that have the most beautiful cake design, mm-hmm. but you cut into the cake and it's like dry or it's boring flavors mm-hmm. and it can be incredibly disappointed yes. when you're just drooling over the design and then you eat it and it's, <laughs> and it's just it's not terribly good. disappointing. Yeah. So I could understand, especially as a planner, even when you're budgeting everything and to make this big deal out of this huge decadent cake and it doesn't actually taste good no a reason of why maybe you have this opinion the
0: difference of like the frosting to cake ratio Mm -hmm. when a cake is like 80% frosting and 20% cake and it's like frosting frosting cake frosting frosting cake and then the cake is dry like it's definitely I'm like I you know I'm a single gay man and I need to count my calories and I'm not gonna (laughs) Eat bad cake or, like, waste calories on, like, terrible cake.
1: Right, which you should
0: have. But you you brought up an interesting point when you said flavors. Mm -hmm. I feel like most couples are still classic with a chocolate or vanilla. Mm -hmm. But where do you have fun? What do you suggest for couples?
1: I love to encourage my couples to really have fun with it. Um, First of all, I encourage them to offer a few different varieties that way they don't Mm -hmm. feel like this one flavor has to please everybody. I find that a lot of my clients are very concerned about pleasing everybody, yes. and you just can't do that.
0: Always, yeah, o- overly concerned. I think. Yeah, and it's not the client; it's their mother, or right, one of the or a distant
1: cousin, or yeah. aunt that has an allergy or that doesn't one like espresso. One out of two hundred people doesn't
0: like something, right? Yeah,
1: or somebody that might like snub their nose to a vanilla on vanilla, or just mm-hmm. like. You're going to be wasting so much of your energy trying to please other people that you will not actually enjoy your day. And again, it's your party, and you should be considerate maybe of other people, but...
0: But it's not about them.
1: Yeah, so with flavors, I really try to personalize it for them specifically and for the couple, and they have fun doing it. Sometimes they'll pick out flavors that um, will remind them of each other when they're Mm -hmm. dating or just things that they generally like or sometimes... um, one person out of the couple will choose one flavor and the other will choose another flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always love when the flavor combinations come out and sometimes you'll have something a little bit more decadent or something a little bit more light. Um, so in general, I try to veer away from the traditional flavors. Sure. Yeah, even um, today I have a little sample for you that you'll get to try later. It's
0: and staring at one me of in the
1: them face. <laughs> I know this is a little bit unusual for you, but one of them is a red velvet cake, and it's actually dyed with beet juice.
0: Isn't that how it's supposed to be done?
1: It is. That's how it was originally, that's how it was orig- originated. That's how it came about. Yeah.
0: But 99% of bakers just use food dye.
1: I know, which is just terrible. When I was struggling with my own allergies, I was just really investigating the ingredients that we use and why everyone was yeah. so obsessed with this red velvet cake. So obsessed. Because I didn't really grow up with it. And I think that that's another thing too. People grew up with this. They just like have this like nostalgic like connection to it, and they don't even know why. Yeah. Um, But it's really it's a light cocoa cake that's just pounded with a ton of red dye and you yeah. have to use a lot of it in order to give it that that color. depth of color yeah and
0: that can't be good for you what's in that
1: no stuff? <laughs> nothing natural at <laughs> you all you can't have
0: it in europe so i'm always like mm, maybe we shouldn't be eating it here either <laughs>
1: we should definitely not
0: <laughs> it's actually really funny a few cake people i've talked to i'm like oh what is red ve- like and they're like oh it's like a vanilla or chocolate cake with dye in it and i was like that sounds Terrible.
1: Terrible.
0: But beets are such a particular flavor. They are. They're earthy. They taste like. They're a bit
1: earthy and they have a little bit of (laughs) sweetness.
0: <laughs> I may be biased. I don't like beets. I don't eat five things in the world, and beets are and really beets one are of them. <laughs> so I can't wait to try this cake.
1: You also don't like <laughs> mushrooms. I wonder if you just don't like earthy things.
0: I feel like I'm very earthy as a human being. You are. But I don't necessarily like things that taste earthy.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that beets, and especially how I use it within the cake. So I do use a little bit of cocoa powder mm-hmm. and beet juice. And um I also have some cake cacao nibs in there too which is um just roasted um cocoa beans so they're just it's just it's really natural and delicious and chocolatey um
0: it looks delicious yeah so
1: something like that is a little bit more unusual yeah so even if it's quote-unquote traditional i'll play around with the traditional um hues so the red velvet cake and then i'll layer it with some like ganache and espresso icing Mm -hmm. so i find that clients will feel like they're to please the people that do want some traditional stuff yeah. but it has a bit of a twist to it so it's really personalized for them
0: and do you find when couples come in i know for me with straight couples generally the woman is all the opinion and the man sort of sits quietly mm-hmm. and with gay couples it's usually one of the two mm-hmm. is the same mm-hmm. is it? i wonder what it's like for you tasting cake is it a big dialogue is it really quiet is it sort of like mm, it's good it's or?
1: Honest one of my probably one of my favorite parts about being in this business Uh and I've been in the um, food industry for like over 10 years so and within the wedding cake industry for many years too and I've just met a lot of interesting people through it and all different types of relationships and all different types of dynamics so each client and couple are just completely different sometimes they'll be very quiet and kind of timid sometimes they'll be loud and boisterous sometimes yeah very dominating woman and uh the man will just be happy to (laughs) have her dominate (laughs) the conversation exactly (laughs) and the leavings say that to me there i have found that clients are very they feel very comfortable around me Mm. and it's such an intimate. I mean I guess a cake tasting isn't the most intimate thing, but it becomes a really intimate thing sure. and I actually get to know them really well. Well they're so. sitting
0: literally in your in this kitchen. Right. Like at a, de- it's very homey in here. Yeah. It's very comfortable. Yeah. You're super warm as a person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it'd be hard to get people out. Like, I bet your tastings run over longer than they should. It
1: does. It often happens that they just yeah. want to hang out here all yeah. day long. They're like, we just like watch you? And they'll be teasing me. But And you're sort of like, like
0: sure. No, you gotta, no go. you
1: gotta
0: go. You're like, I've got to make cakes and I can't be watched while yeah. I'm doing it. So talking about your cakes, vegan and gluten-free mm-hmm. is your thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone nowadays has a gluten allergy it's or intolerance. True. Mm-hmm. It's super on trend mm-hmm. to not eat gluten it's true um, and here in brooklyn it's very on trend um, vegetarian isn't far enough but mm-hmm. to be a vegan is <laughs> you know the true way to be for some people so is this for you how did this come about was it a trend thing is it your own personal health mm-hmm. how did you get to a point where you're making cakes and desserts mm-hmm. that are gluten-free um, and vegan
1: mm-hmm It wasn't a trendy thing at all for me. I actually struggled with really serious allergies for Mm -hmm. the longest time and um, could never find the source of it. And for years, they always blamed it on like topical allergies or this and that. And um, finally, I went to a nutritionist that really looked at my diet and was Mm -hmm. like, have you ever really you considered eating? what you're putting into your body <laughs> might possibly affect your skin? And it was, like, this, like, huge light bulb. I'm like, duh, of course. Isn't that always funny why do that we happens? Why do we not think more, like...
0: About what we put in our body, for sure. It's
1: common sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I struggled with eczema for years all over my body. It attacked my eyes in just terrible ways that would affect my... Um, my career my social life and
0: your love life
1: everything yeah most importantly my love life everyone's
0: staring at your face covered in eczema yeah which you don't have anymore you're beautiful obviously. but it feels
1: but. Like, but it does it feels it's it's terrible and for yeah. anyone else that struggles with it they know how terrible it yeah. is so that's where the huge source was for me and at the time i was um studying pastry and then eventually in the wedding cake industry and i absolutely loved what i did but when I was looking at the ingredients of the things that I was handling, like the artificial dyes, mm-hmm. and everything that I was needed to be sampling and handling, I was allergic to. Yeah. Um, so I found that I was just containing myself <laughs> in, in bakeries of all the things that I shouldn't, <laughs> and it was just making it worse. Yeah. Um, so I kind of searched high and low around the city of other places that were possibly um, that I could possibly get a job at. And no one was really offering high-end vegan or gluten-free things at the mm. time. Now it's really developed more and more. And there's some really talented people that are doing vegan and gluten-free sure. um, pastries and desserts. But at the time, it wasn't as widely available. Um, so I just started playing around with... Recipes and really figuring it out, and a lot of things that I tasted were kind of dry and yeah. crumbly. And
0: because that... gluten free flour was not good in the beginning, I yeah. Imagine. And They're a lot of the mixes had and... like
1: garbanzo bean flour in it. When you think about it, you're I'm like, I don't normally bake with garbanzo beans. Yeah. There's a reason why it tastes <laughs> yeah. heavy and dense, and, yeah. like somewhat
0: terrible, yeah, because that's not, <laughs> I don't love
1: garbanzo beans <laughs> in, in my, my cake. cake, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I really kind of took a microscope and just pulled all of the ingredients apart. And honestly, even if the mixes weren't available, the ingredients were available. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go out to your now, your organic like bodega or any grocery store, you can find some really yeah. great products. Um, yeah, so I started from scratch. So I have a gluten-free flour mix um, that I really nailed down to try to mirror pastry flour. And it's
0: your custom flour. It's
1: my custom flour. That you
0: literally have, like, tested and created and yeah. made and perfected. Yeah,
1: and over the years. And I love it. It's funny. I use it for baking and for my cakes, but I'll also use it for personal reasons and mm-hmm. um, and it, I will use it for, like, a pizza crust or something. Oh, my gosh. And it's, gosh. And it's yeah. so good. Yeah. And the recipe's in my new cookbook, Pure Artistry. Which
0: I cannot wait to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you are an author. I am. So cheers to you. Thank you. It was so fun being at your party.
1: Oh, it was so much um, fun. Yeah, so the recipe's in there because I just... I love, I love the process that I've had with my business and mm-hmm. with figuring things out from scratch, yeah. you know? And everybody, especially... People that bake with alternative ingredients know that.
0: I love that you're being transparent and sharing your recipe. You know, like KFC, not that you're at all the same. <laughs> but they're like lockdown 11 ingredients, special recipe like the world will never know. Because but it contains nothing natural. <laughs> that's probably 100% accurate. But I love that you are like, I put my life's work into making this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to share it with people mm-hmm. who... Suffered Mm -hmm. from the same sort of challenges that you did from a dietary perspective.
1: Yeah, it's funny, a lot of people ask me that, and a lot of I know I've talked with a lot of other chefs and authors who question whether they should really share their intimate Mm -hmm. um, recipes with the world because they also want it to be respected, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that may try to copy it or this and that. But at the end of the day, I've poured myself into what I do and I've also met some really wonderful people through that. Mm-hmm. So I think sharing my intimate process and recipes and ingredients is a really powerful thing and I hope to help other aspiring chefs or bakers or people just that do have allergies or yeah. want to play around to to make beautiful delicious cakes. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So gluten-free is one thing, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the trend. It's it's healthier, right. I think, for everyone. I right. was reading an article about gluten, and they say the reason why they think it's so terrible in the U.S. is the chemical they spray all the wheat with. Yeah. And they have for years, but they don't spray it with that anywhere else in the world.
1: It's interesting because I don't have celiac disease, and I know okay. people that have celiac disease, yeah. it's a very, very, very real thing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that gluten-free stuff and vegan things have become this trendy Um, the trendy food item and no way do I ever want to disrespect people that have like serious allergies to it Um, but I am sensitive to it and I've done a decent amount of research and the one thing that I can find is that the way that U.S. processes its gluten is different from other countries. And I've even had a lot of people that have studied underneath me that will be traveling from Europe or all around the world that have said that they don't struggle with gluten anywhere else. And they come here and they'll eat it and they'll have like, terrible digestion issues and and eczema and this and that. So there has to be something behind that. Like, nothing is scientifically proven, but you have to... Yet. Yet. But you have to really take that into consideration. That's something that is in effect, and I've found that when I eat less of it and I moderate it and don't have it in my day-to-day you life feel better. i feel better so so why not yeah
0: and if it tastes the same or better right then why not yeah so that's the that's the gluten what about V ve- are you yourself a vegan
1: i am okay i've gone back and forth over the years of many different diets and restrictions because of my allergies mm-hmm. um And I've really found what worked for me. Um, I started like being macrobiotic, which is basically
0: wow, like eating bare minimum,
1: and I felt awful. (laughs) I have to say, it wasn't for me. Um, And I've and through testing so many different quote unquote diets, I figured that that diets are not an appropriate thing for me. That Mm -hmm. just having having a custom diet that works just for Emily.
0: Is what's that's best. all I
1: need. I don't care really Because every human care. being
0: is different. Yeah, and I don't yeah.
1: care if, if nobody understands that or if they don't get it because I don't have this quote unquote title of sure. what I eat.
0: Yeah. You're not labeled in your food choices. How terrible. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. I guess I'm a picketarian. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the, the, my label that I'll give myself. <laughs> like if it's delicious, I'll eat it.
1: Yeah, exactly. If it's
0: not, and it well if it's late night I might cave. Anyways, who knows, <laughs> right? There's all these weird like it's like after a wedding it's like two in the morning, right? I'm starving because I didn't get a vendor meal right. and oh,
1: well, and that's the thing too. You a have to indulge in life. You know what I mean? you
0: have to yes. indulge
1: and you have to enjoy yourself. And I, I meet people that are sometimes so rigid about their about what they intake. And yeah. just I don't think that that's also a healthy way fun. of going about life.
0: Yeah. I think it's definitely a balance. Mm-hmm. And you need to eat what's good for your body, but mm-hmm. also it's good for your soul.
1: Yeah, so listen to your body. Yeah. Listen to what you need and what you want. And, and your
0: soul. <laughs> <laughs> and just say no. I try to say no once a day.
1: <laughs> That's, That's a good why, rule of thumb. Like, like,
0: there's one of my favorite cookie... Um, I love cookies. Uh-huh. Chocolate chip cookies are my weakness. I didn't and know
1: that. it's,
0: yes, yeah, like a good chocolate chip so good. cookie. Soft, not mm-hmm. crunchy. And there's a few places in the city that just do it really, really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I just say yes, I'm like I know summer is coming, we're gonna be in the beach soon, Mm -hmm, you'll mm -hmm. have to come out, but whatever, like if you love me for me, you love me and my cookies, too. It's true. <laughs> so its is it weird for me to say that because your cakes are vegan and gluten-free mm-hmm. that they're technically healthy? There's this weird misnomer I feel like people have.
1: Scott, my husband Scott likes to say it's like an extra serving of vegetables. Okay. Yeah, which is because, absolutely not true.
0: <laughs> because there's still sugar.
1: It's a funny joke. Yeah, it's still, that's the we had, um, I've done a lot of vegan, um, uh, vegan just markets over the years, mm-hmm. and there 's this funny term called vegan fatty, oh my gosh and it 's when <laughs> it 's when you feel like you can eat anything because it 's vegan or raw yeah because it
0: 's healthy like it still has Whoa.
1: calories it yes. still has sugar in it yeah. when you think about I know that this is extreme, but um I even have to be careful about, like how much fruit I have because it has it's a lot of sugar, sugar in it, yeah, yeah. um.
0: Or, like, the, ve- the vegan-vegetarian option is usually really pasta-heavy. Right. so, like, uh, usually vegans are really tiny, but I guess it makes sense if you're just eating pasta all yeah, day. Yeah, if you're
1: eating a ton of carbs and grains, yes. that stuff blows up in your stomach. You have to be careful. And all the starches and everything, too. I think, again, going back to even the ingredients that I've been playing around with, I do get a lot of people that, unfortunately, like, just can't have Grains or mm-hmm. have a grain-free yeah. diet because they just find that their body really can't Isn't digest to it. Yeah,
0: it's crazy what like once you're in tune with your body, like how well you can respond to it, and look, yeah, like, you precisely.
1: To it. Precisely, that's like the number one thing that I try to really, if I can get anything across, is just to being in touch with your body because mm-hmm. you can listen to it yeah. and you can, and you know, I think too, it's it helps to do a little bit of like a cleanse or just to take some things away. Mm -hmm. That way you know how your body reacts to soda. But if you have had Coca Cola your entire life and every day or every week. It doesn't like it. (laughs) Then well and you don't know you don't know what it's actually reacting to because it's just so immune to it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you take that out even for a month and then try it just to see because it's important to like incorporate it back to see. Sure. Maybe your body loves it. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a terrible stomachache. You
0: never know. Yeah. My yeah. acupuncturist, the first time we met, she was like, you're very healthy, but you have to give up, like, a Diet Coke obsession.
1: A lot of people do. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And
0: I think it's this, like, overwork in America. Like, you are your job. Mm-hmm. And if you're busy, you're successful. Treat yourself. And, like, you don't have time to get up. So Diet Coke is both caffeine and filling and appropriate because it's diet.
1: Yeah. Of course.
0: And so I'm like, oh, it's calorie free. But then what I didn't realize is it would, like, put me in this spot viral of like that's something sweet mm-hmm. and then I want something savory to pair with it which isn't diet or sugar-free or well, calorie-free. Well and then you
1: crave salts, exactly. junk food, chips. That's so then I, I like would have too. my favorite
0: like salt and vinegar chips mm-hmm. and then after digging into a few of those I would want something sweet. So
1: funny. And then I would
0: need chocolate and then like all of a sudden it was like I just consumed <laughs> just my calories no. for the day. So that was the first thing I gave up and yeah. she was like I won't treat you unless you Take care of yourself. Wow. I lost 15 pounds. That's
1: amazing, and
0: I've never felt better. I mean, it's been over two years now, and it's was the best decision I ever made. And I had it recently, and I was like, ugh.
1: Yeah, it's funny when good. you haven't had it for so long. Sometimes my sweets aren't incredibly overly sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't use any processed sugar. Sure. Um, so once in a while, if I have something that's like just has regular sugar, sugar in it, yeah. I'm just so sensitive yeah. to it, where all I taste is that like is processed that sugar? sugary flavor.
0: all of the processed food in America is pure sugar. Pure sugar. Like the first ingredient is generally high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. What is that, by the way? <laughs> I don't expect you to know you're the expert of natural ingredients, but I'm just so curious as to what it even is.
1: It's processed corn. Um, and it's to the point where there's so much chemicals added into it, too, mm-hmm. where it's not even its natural form anymore. Got it. Um, so, your body just doesn't even know what to do with it. Because
0: it's unrecognizable. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. But it's in everything.
1: It really is. Yeah. And I think part of just having an alternative diet is just stepping back and really looking at the ingredients. Mm-hmm. That's the number of I feel like I've been saying that a lot. Number one thing. No,
0: but listen, but it's true. This is
1: another thing that I feel like is important is to just read the ingredients.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, and it takes and a little you'll extra know. time. Yeah, but
0: and if you can't pronounce it or you don't know what it is, yeah. you probably shouldn't be eating it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Generally. We worked with a bakery recently, and we were asking for the ingredient list mm-hmm. so that we would have it for the guests. And they were very hesitant to provide it.
1: Wow. And
0: then ultimately, we That's got bizarre. it. It was very strange. And it's because there were some things in there that we just you know, huh. Ben's, and I don't know, all these things that we just didn't yeah. know. And I'm guessing it's because they bake their cakes well over a week in advance, and right. so they want them preserved. That's the and thing, uh,
1: a lot of preservatives are used in sweets for the shelf life. Mm-hmm. I've worked for a lot of people where they'll start baking like a week before um, the wedding. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, of course you're going to have a still cake yeah. unless you it was put a week ago. something in it to preserve it or just yeah. a ton of simple syrup. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your love life. Okay. I love your husband.
1: I love my husband too. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> I know. I tried to steal him from you, but obviously that's not going to work.
1: We tried to invite you in. I know.
0: Listen, <laughs> that offer, if it's still on the table, I'm interested. It just might be like heavy on his side. <laughs> we can cuddle and like bake together and I'll taste your frosting. <laughs> You're amazing. So, taste my frosting any time. How- <laughs> I cannot believe I just said I, I will taste your frosting. <laughs> um, I meant your cake frosting, of course, naturally. Of course. I mean staring at these beautiful cakes yeah. we're gonna eat shortly. Yeah. Um, which I cannot wait for. So your husband Scott, how did you guys meet?
1: On OK Cupid. Okay Cupid. We used to lie about it because we were so embarrassed about it. Why do
0: people do that? that I hear it more and more.
1: I think that neither of us Neither of us really were comfortable with the fact that we were even on it, and we were each other's first date, so on it, it. and we just fell in love immediately, it was almost as if we had, like, known each other in past lives, it was just like... It was meant to be. Yeah, we're best friends. That's so crazy. Yeah, so then when people would ask too. Ah, I messaged him. Good, get a girl. F- the funny thing is, he didn't get back to me. I think within three weeks because he didn't have he didn't what? have an internet connection at the time. Three weeks. And I was I felt so strongly about him that I literally had everybody else on hold.
0: You like just weren't I talking to anybody. I didn't go on people. any
1: other dates.
0: Because even though he wasn't responding.
1: He didn't respond, and you
0: still have like I could, put you your can life see on hold.
1: Anoka, you can see if somebody has been on or not. Yes, oh, so I know all wasn't. the dating apps <laughs> very well. <laughs>
0: Very, very well.
1: So he wasn't... It showed that he wasn't on, so it gave me hope that he just hadn't he seen it He wasn't ignoring
0: you right. or... Okay. Right.
1: If that oh would have been the fact, I would have...
0: You would have been like, oh, you're on and not writing back? Hey, you.
1: How are exactly.
0: you? Exactly. Like, Want to buy me a drink? Precisely. I love that you are a forward woman. It's so funny when women are like wait, like ladies-in-waiting. And yeah. they sort of like wait for the man to write them.
1: I think after her so many years of dating and... So many um, terrible relationships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know dating in New York. It's I an do. Absolutely.
0: Hellhole. <laughs> I almost wrote a book. We're going to talk about your book. I almost wrote a book when I moved here called The Gay Man's Dating Guide in New York City. I, <laughs> I think, think you should still do that. Because I think my first couple of years when I was single in New York, I went on over 150 first dates. Oh my god. And gosh. I just have stories. That's a lot. And characters and people. I, I went are weird. on a lot.
1: That's a lot. People I know. People are very weird. And I'm, I'm, I'm
0: a planner though, so I had like a spreadsheet and I was like god, Joe. sometimes i <laughs> back to back them like three or four in a day. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. But I treated dating like I treat my real life, and you uh-huh. know I wanted to be my own boss and have my own company. Mm-hmm. So I set a goal and I work my ass off until I achieve it. Mm-hmm. So thus far, like that's how I treated dating. Yeah, maybe a little aggressive.
1: I was just about to say maybe possibly a little bit aggressive. Are you controlling over your love life, Joe? Would you say?
0: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm learning to let go. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just let it happen I know it's well, so easy to say that it's true that's why one of the reasons why I would lie about it is because I was like always yeah. that person that would just talk about how if you're going to meet somebody it's going to happen naturally yeah. and this and that and who needs the help of the internet sure. and this and blah blah blah
0: yeah so you met on OkCupid mm-hmm. which is amazing yeah and then how many months later years later were you engaged
1: Things happened pretty quickly between us. It's funny. I think um, about a year and a half okay. after we um, we got married. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. We did things a little bit backwards. We didn't, um, we were never engaged, but we knew that we were very seriously in love with each other and okay. that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Sure. You just um, didn't
0: want to, he didn't want to get down on one knee?
1: I don't know. We're just not very traditional, I guess. Sure. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he was respecting the fact that I'm not You are not that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's really hatch into that's this. Not about me. Let's talk about you. You want to lay down and have a therapy session? I'll bring some champagne. So you got married without being engaged, which Yeah. I
1: love. Well, so we eloped at City Hall, and it, honestly, Perfect. it was the most beautiful day ever. We called that's up two amazing. of our best friends the night before, and they showed up, and we had brunch that's afterwards. Sporadic.
0: Like, you, yeah. you called the night before. Yeah. What did you wear?
1: I had this cute little, um, like, silk Cream dress number. Perfect. It was beautiful. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And then that was it. That was it. I love that. Yeah,
1: and we had a party about a year afterwards in Long Island to celebrate okay. with our family and so beautiful. everyone could meet each other yeah. and please the moms. Yes.
0: The moms listen. They gave birth, I guess they're allowed to have I a guess few so. requests later I guess in life. So. That's amazing. And yeah. how many years has it been?
1: Um, I think about uh, five or six in November. <laughs> Everybody always laughs. We're both really terrible at the at You're in love years. and so you just
0: don't care. It's true. I just I don't think count that's the right.
1: years. You don't
0: need to know like the days, hours, and minutes of your relationship. It's true. One person I, I met with did. It was a little really? much for me. Yeah, because they met online. So she knew the exact timestamp of when he messaged her. Oh, my gosh. And so she was like, our wedding is in, you know... One hundred ninety-five days, four hours, twelve minutes, whatever, whatever. And then she's like, "And we've been together." She was like very That's mathematical, scary. and I was like, "I don't know if we should work together." You're giving me a little crazy I've right away. I've just
1: never been one of those people yeah. either. I mean, it helps that Scott is the same way. We're both yeah. terrible. We like we both have to like remember together when our anniversary is. Sure. We both like plan like fun yeah. things together. No so offended. it's not on. No, it's both very. It's very yeah. casual about anniversaries. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And you now are an author.
1: I am. And you've written
0: and published a really beautiful book.
1: I've written the book, and then Houghton Mifflin Harcourt published it. That's
0: incredible. Yeah. it's So it's called Pure Artistry. Pure
1: Artistry, Extraordinary, Vegan, and Gluten-Free Cakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And how long has this process been?
1: Man, it's been a labor of love um, at least... The past five to six years between wow. writing the proposal and oh creating and photographing it yeah.
0: and
1: yeah, editing it. Five to six yeah. years. I mean it's a decent book. It's heavy, you yeah. know? There's a it's lot very thick. there's a lot of meat there. <laughs> yeah. It was important for me to really share everything from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny in the world of social media and these like there's just like the way that we react to quick, um, almost like scrapbook, um, Mm -hmm especially too with um, cookbooks sometimes where it almost just feels like a scrapbook where you're looking Everyone through inspiration. Everyone
0: wants a 15-minute meal. Yeah. Everyone wants a quick, fast, quick, right. fast.
1: Which is great. It has a place, but when you're doing something so detail-oriented, I just really wanted to give everybody the
0: tools that they needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: To get dirty and make beautiful things. To
1: get things. dirty and know their thing. And yeah. Love cakes.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, so in the book, is it just cakes or you walk through other desserts or savory or just sweet?
1: mostly um cakes i do have some desserts in there too because i love doing dessert mm-hmm. tables so the final chapter is just dessert tables so i also Perfect. include some cupcake recipes and tarts um and some coconut macaroons
0: mm, you yeah. have a scone that you make i, I don't do, know if you it's not in the
1: scone. book it's you not, talk about it constantly co- i
0: do <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that And scones. you still
1: haven't had it, have I you? I have
0: not. I've only it's seen
1: like, I feel photos. like you've been building it up in your head that you're going to have it. Or
0: I've had it. I must have had it. I think because Amber shot it for you. you
1: that's brought, right. She brought like
0: a piece home. I happened to be there. That's and I was right. Like, Give me and more. And then I gave you a bag of flour for Christmas with the recipe. Let's rewind and tell the story. You're like, <laughs> did you get the box for Christmas? And I was like, it's the scones. It's the scones. It's the scones. I like ran home. I was so Excited! I had like miss notice package slip, ran to the post office, waited in that forty five minute line, and I was just like, "Oh my god! I'm gonna have the scones! I'm oh, gonna have right. the scones! I'm I gonna forgot. have the scones!" And then I run home and I open it up, and I was like, "It's a box of gluten free flour with a recipe for the scones."
1: You have to work then, for it.
0: I don't want to. <laughs> so yes. I would love Next those scones Christmas, one day. I'll definitely just make you the scones. <laughs> it's the saga of the scones. Um, yeah, so I always will have that memory. Yeah. <laughs> I think I called Amber, too, or someone else, because they were like, oh, everyone on social media was like, we got this beautiful package from my Lael, Lael. And Joe was and pissed. I was like daydreaming, and my mouth was like watering, and then I was pissed. I called, and I was like, what? You're actually <laughs> what angry? What am I supposed to do with this flower? <laughs>
1: Actually bake something with it. Get your Get your hands dirty. I know.
0: I'm not the best baker because I'm not good at precision. Mm-hmm. And I know that I feel like baking is very mathematical. Mm-hmm. You, maybe as a professional pastry chef, mm-hmm. you can take some liberties. Yeah. But for me, I'm more like a little bit of this, a little bit. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks dry. Let me throw in some more of that. But I don't, that's not really how that works. I
1: think, too, to get started, if you have the basics down and you really do – Pay attention to some of the um, the details and the instructions that really do matter. Like Mm -hmm. when you're making scones, if you cut up the butter in little pieces and stick it in the freezer, is that the secret? It is the secret because then then it holds its shape
0: throughout. Yeah, so
1: then if you take the flour and you almost um, smear the cold butter with your hands in the flour back and forth, that way Mm. it thins it out a little bit. But because Mm -hmm. it's frozen, it won't completely melt.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So then, Brilliant. And then you add all the other ingredients and there's a lot of other steps. But yeah. it's an example of just getting something, getting the basics down. And then if you want to add a bunch of delicious, I don't know, what kind of ingredients do you like?
0: In a scone, yeah. particularly? what
1: would be your ideal it scone? It depends if
0: you were to make like an orange zest scone with cranberries. There you
1: go. So zest some orange <laughs> in there, add as many cranberries as you'd like. And Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there is some level of playing, but for the dry and wet ingredients... The foundational ingredients. The foundation ingredients have have that down. Have to be very specific.
1: Same thing with cakes. And I even talk about that a lot in my book where I think sometimes people are a little bit intimidated um, to bake for the reasons that you just said. Yeah. And savory cooking can just be so simple sometimes because you can toss it all together and Mm -hmm. it doesn't technically matter at the end of the day. You have something delicious um, or not. Yeah. Yeah. And baking can be kind of treated the same way if you'd have that foundation down. Sure. Yeah.
0: I think people are just generally scared of cooking, Mm -hmm. which is really fascinating. But once you get started, like I did the plated thing, you know, all the ingredients come in a box. Yeah. And it was so much fun. Did you like that? It was so easy. I loved it. It's fun when it's – I was just about to say –
1: when it's all set out for you like that, yeah. where you don't have to do any of the shopping. I feel like
0: you should come up with a sweet option for ah, that. That's like interesting. plated, but for cakes or desserts.
1: Yeah.
0: Like Maybe little... it's, like, just me that has issues with measuring and controlling things and wanting to not be precise. I
1: mean, that's why cake but boxes exist, but the ingredients are, are terrible. terrible.
0: They're terrible. Yeah. But it's... if you had, like, cake box that was amazing. Yeah,
1: organic cake Or is cake that box. just
0: impossible because... The sort of preservatives are there for shelf life and yada, yada, yada. I don't yada.
1: know. Maybe that'll be my next Project Jove. Maybe I'll do something. Not that you're not busy it. enough. Not that, that I don't have enough on my ask. back
0: burner, but like, yeah. I imagine coming yeah. home to a box of cake ingredients that yeah. told me exactly what to do. You it'd would be, really be fun. more likely to. Maybe. I say that, but then like, yeah. who knows? You still buy it. I still know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't like cakes. So I don't buy cake mix. But <laughs> maybe that's going to change. Where can people buy your book?
1: people can buy my book really where anywhere where books are sold they can also buy it online
0: um, flip <laughs> <laughs> anywhere books are sold
1: <laughs> um, indie Bound, Powell mm-hmm. Books, Amazon, yep. Barnes and Noble.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so those cakes are staring at me. Yeah, I let's feel like cut we in. should try them. Do you
1: want to? So I have a vanilla bean with strawberry basil, and I threw some confetti on there because you're Job, and I, I thought love you would enjoy the confetti. It. And then there's red velvet with uh, chocolate ganache and espresso with um, some chocolate covered chia seeds espresso? on top.
0: Espresso? Yeah. That's amazing. I would never have combined those two flavors I feel like red velvet's always the uh, cream cheese frosting
1: it is and that's why I um, like to play around with um, being a little bit um...
0: hold on let me photograph this before okay. you cut it we're gonna pause one second so Emily is slicing these two cakes slice and we're gonna square. try them together I okay,
1: so I'm gonna slice us both slices because it's funny um, a lot of clients will ask me to eat cake with them at their tastings because they feel awkward because they're eating cake...
0: And you're just watching.
1: ...alone, but I eat so much cake on a daily basis just through tasting. <laughs> I'm like, I know what my cake tastes like. Yeah. If you really want me to eat it with you, we can all enjoy it together, yeah. but it's you're very like, kind of you.
0: Yeah, you're like, that. this is for you, not for me.
1: Exactly. So
0: those have like a metallic sheen to them. Yeah,
1: so I covered the chocolate-covered um, chia seeds with um, some... Gold dust and a little bit of lemon extract to hold it on there.
0: Ooh! Yeah.
1: So it's kind of like um, you've ever heard of like drag a um, sprinkles. No. Like, these little silver gold balls that are very popular to use in um, thank you in the pastry world, but they're just hard pieces of sugar, and they almost like hurt your
0: teeth a bit. They're just huh. not
1: very tasty. Let me get it. This, works.
0: this looks so delicious. So here she is trying to get me on hooked Here's on
1: your cake. Fork. So
0: here we go. Which one should we start with? Let's try with a
1: lighter one, because okay. the decadent cake does tend to stick on your palate a little bit longer.
0: Is there a so right way say. to eat this? Should I eat the full slice? You like can do two whatever you want to. There's
1: no there's no right or wrong. Alright,
0: here we go. Here I am go. trying what am I trying? Vanilla
1: with strawberry basil icing. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: And sprinkles.
1: And sprinkles, just for jove.
0: That is delicious. Do you like it? It is so good.
1: Mmm.
0: It's so moist.
1: Yeah, the vegan cakes actually, I, they tend to be a lot more moist. Um,
0: but there's no egg. There's no butter.
1: No egg. Um, I use flaxseed meal paste instead of egg and um, safflower oil in this instead of butter. Hmm. Yeah. Makes it's maybe like
0: to- the most moist cake I've ever had. Really? hmm It's
1: fantastic. Yeah, and this, um, we used um, some coconut milk. Um
0: That's what it is. (laughs) I'm just like, there's some coconut Mm -hmm. in here.
1: I love um, baking with non-dairy, not the canned coconut milk, but just your regular Mm -hmm. like non-dairy coconut milk. And um, it's a little bit thick and creamy, so if you don't have any coconut allergies, it's really delicious to bake with.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay.
1: So this is red velvet that's dyed with beet juice, with cacao nibs, and... Chocolate ganache and espresso icing.
0: Chocolate in the middle. Mm-hmm. Espresso on top.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love chocolate ganache.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really one of my favorites. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Do you like it?
0: There, I don't taste a beet anywhere.
1: No beets. You really don't. Especially, too, it's not like you're drinking pure beet juice. There's so many other delicious ingredients in there that... In there. Um, And that's the fun thing, too. I really try to come up with fun flavor profiles for each dessert. Mm -hmm. Wow. It plays with your palate a little bit, or Mm -hmm. on your tongue, you know? And the
0: textures Mm -hmm. of the chocolate chips. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So that's one of the fun parts about baking is, and, and cooking in general, as a chef, you want to really stimulate someone's palate and tongue, that it's an experience when they put something into their mouth between the texture and the taste and the aftertaste and...
0: Yeah, this espresso frosting.
1: Delicious, right?
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, if I live with you, I don't need to eat any vegan. (laughs) Or I don't need to eat any gluten or dairy. I would happily eat these cakes. They're so good.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that you enjoyed them. Have I changed your opinion about cake?
0: hmm We're getting there.
1: Okay. It's a start.
0: Well, we do have all this other cake to
1: eat. I know. I can send you home with it and you can...
0: Oh, no, that's dangerous. Eat cake in bed. It's fun. Oh my gosh. And watch The Real Housewives. <laughs> uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Dirty. Sounds like
0: um, four out of five nights of my week. <laughs> Last night, that's what I did after a client meeting.
1: You have to let your hair down sometimes.
0: <laughs> I do. I don't have cake five <laughs> nights a week, though. Um, well, this has been such a joy. Mm-hmm. And it's been so
1: wonderful, Jove. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank yeah. you for
0: having me in your beautiful studio. Yeah. And if anyone wants to see your work, they can mm-hmm. go to your website, mm-hmm. which is?
1: LaelCakes.com Or
0: follow your beautifully curated Instagram.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Which is at huh. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. There's a Korean girl that has Oh a my Lail gosh. Cake.
1: I know, it's funny. It's Lail Cake, right? Hers
0: is, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you know about her.
1: I do. I, ha- I have Lail Cakes trademarked, so.
0: Oh, but so with I'm an S, it, it changes it?
1: yeah and it's,
0: it's international did you just do a yeah that's so funny because i was looking through the hashtags to find some beautiful pictures mm-hmm. and doing my homework and i was like wait a second I think
1: that's maybe how these I found are not it her too. cakes yeah these are not yeah. <laughs>
0: her cakes <laughs> very <laughs> so, different so don't check that out but check that out <laughs> <for> something <laughs> totally different you're welcome lael cake in korea uh-huh. um this has been such a joy and i look forward to seeing you soon
1: and eating more cake
0: and eating more vegan gluten-free cake Bye. Weddings-ish. The music in this podcast was made by the fabulous Mel Flannery of Mixtape, a cover band for hipsters. Thanks, Mel. Love the jingle. Weddings-ish. ish